Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hi guys, thanks for downloading the Membership Guys podcast. I'm Mike Morrison, one of the Membership Guys, and this is the podcast in which we talk about all things related to membership websites. Planning, creating, growing, marketing, the whole works. So in our last episode, we started off a launch diary. So this is basically just a recap of the experience that we've just gone through launching our very own membership site, the Member Site Academy. And as you may have guessed, it's a membership site for membership site owners, where we're basically giving advice, training, resources, feedback, the whole kit and caboodle, everything that you could need if you're creating building, trying to grow a membership site. So we are trying to kind of take the lessons and the experiences that we've gone through in launching our own site and turn them into tips for you guys. Because even though we've worked on membership sites for years for a variety of different clients of all sorts of shapes and sizes, this is our first one of our very own. So it's been an interesting experience kind of being on the other side of things, particularly when it comes to content creation. So that's usually an aspect that we don't have too much to do with when we're actually working with clients. Usually when we're working with a client, we take care of the planning, the strategy, we help them to shape everything. We also take care of the technical side and implementation. And then we're there on an ongoing basis to grow market and continuously expand and scale that membership site but the one part that we don't have anything to do with is actually creating the content that's almost always just the client's job because they are the ones with the expertise they're the ones with the skills and the knowledge to share so we can't obviously do that side of things for them so that's probably been the biggest surprise for us and certainly completely new ground when it's come to actually creating the Member Site Academy. So I think that we're probably going to be a little more sympathetic with our clients now when you know they say that they expect to have the content done by a certain date and then the date comes and they haven't done it. Now we actually know why. Now we understand why because perhaps the biggest thing that we've taken out of this is that however long you think it's going to take you to create your content it's going to actually take you about twice that time because there's a lot that goes into it. So just as a recap from the last session, uh, the initial idea for the Member Site Academy came about 10 or 11 months ago. As soon as we had that idea, we got a waiting list up and we made mention of it in a few places. But because we knew that our client load, our client workload, would not really give us the time we needed to actually make this happen, we didn't go out all guns blazing, set a date, because we know that one of the worst things that can happen is if you build up all this momentum and you tell people, this is really exciting, it's coming very soon, it's going to be released on this date, and then you constantly have to push it back and push it back and push it back, then ultimately you kind of become like, you know, the membership site that cried wolf. You know, every time you delay the launch or you have a new update of saying, oh, you know, this is going to take us a little bit longer, then people start to lose interest. So when the time actually comes where you're ready to launch, people are just going to assume that it'll be delayed again. So we didn't want to do that. We want to make sure that we didn't really plant our flag in the sand and 
make that firm commitment to a launch date and a launch plan until we knew that we were ready to actually make things happen and to get things put in place in time. So even though we'd had that idea a while ago, we did start gathering leads for us. So we put a little sign up box on our services website. We also set up a private Facebook group and we were doing some blogging, a little bit of blogging on our services site. Uh, we also repurposed some older blogs that Callie, the other membership guy, who I do promise will be making an appearance on this podcast sometime soon. We took some of the posts that she'd done on a previous solo project and then repurposed them um, for our services site. But we hadn't really done any heavy marketing, any heavy list building. So fast forward to just a couple of months ago and we decided right now is the time. Now we need to commit. We need to make a concerted effort to get this in place because people need it. And we, we've been very excited about doing it. We really want to do this. You know, we love membership sites. So there's nothing better than us creating a membership site about membership sites. So we started reducing our client intake. We started planning our diary and our calendar so that we actually had a big chunk of the year. So two or three months set aside where we could totally focus or focus enough on getting the member site academy plans put into place. But of course, you know what they say about the best laid plans. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about the fact that once we had actually decided on a date, decided on a time frame, we actually used a 30-day email challenge, so a free email course as a way of generating leads and reactivating people who had signed up for our kind of coming soon low effort uh, opt-in form that we put on our services site, those guys maybe signed up nine or 10 months ago and hadn't heard anything about it from us. So we use this as a way of reactivating those people and picking up the momentum again. And we'd only really started actually doing the authority content strategy from around about June this year. So even though we'd uh, done some blogs on our services site and obviously Callie had done some previously on her own solo site, we hadn't, again, really planted our flag in the sand as the membership site experts. So we only started doing that really from around June or July this year uh, for ourselves. And that's where the membershipguys.com blog came from. That's where this podcast came from, the YouTube channel, so on and so on. And all of that activity centered just around the Membership Guys brand. So we're working with a very short lead time there. And what was actually quite a small list because as we said, we hadn't really done any major list building effort. So we did the 30 day challenge and that was timed to coincide with the launch of the Academy. So the idea being that once people got through the 30 days, then the next day the Academy would launch. And this isn't one of those perpetual launches where it's just a sales funnel and you are essentially keeping up the pretense that the Academy is launching. It's not our approach, it's not our style, it works for some people, it's not the way we want to go. This was actually a legitimate launch. Day one of the Member Site Academy's public launch would coincide with the end of the 30-day challenge. Now, as it turned out, we actually ended up putting a lot more in to the 30-day challenge in terms of content and, of course, in terms of time and effort required than we originally planned to. And that sort of changed the scope of it a little bit. But still, that's that's where our timeline was. So Coming up to about a week before the actual launch, 
So we talked about how, you know, the actual time taken to produce the content was perhaps underestimated a little bit on our part. But about a week out from the launch, we were in fairly good shape. We still had some courses to put together. But one thing that had happened during that month was that a client who's one of our best clients, one of our favorite clients as well, it's a great project to work on. It's a very successful membership site, had decided that he needed to do a product launch for a separate course. And we hadn't expected that. As I said, we've cleared the decks of all of our client work so that we could focus on the member site academy. And you know, even though we were just one week out, we still had quite a few things to get sorted for it. We were confident, we were comfortable in doing it because we had a clear runway. We had a clear path to get that work done and to just focus on the academy. Also, we thought. So actually, when it came to launching the academy, we weren't just launching the academy during that month. We were launching another big product. Now, this is, again, as we said, for a very successful membership site that we've been a part of from day one. So we've seen it go from being, you know, four or five figures to being a seven figure a year business. So it's obviously something we couldn't really say no to. And uh, it definitely scuppered our plans because all of a sudden our focus is being pulled. So we're working on the academy. We've already got the 30 day challenge, which is something that has taken up more time than originally anticipated because it was turning into a bit of a behemoth. And then we've got this big product launch going on too. So that was definitely something which uh, made the final couple of weeks leading up to launch very, very interesting. One thing it did as well is it made us kind of have to keep really leveling our expectations for launch figures and launch sales. As we said, this is a very successful membership site. It's a big, big audience that this client has. So this product launch happened just before the actual member site academy launch happened. And it was a $200,000 plus launch. So it was a big launch for this uh, client. Now, while we're not going to dig into numbers yet, because it's still quite early days with the academy, we want to see how retention goes and so on. Let's just say that the academy launch, there was a little bit of distance between that and you know, the quarter of a million dollar launch that we were also doing at the same time. So that was something we had to keep kind of reminding ourselves that, you know, we're working with a very short lead time. The client where we're getting the big six figure launch has an audience of about 150,000 email subscribers, half a million subscribers on YouTube, 200,000 followers on Facebook. So there's a big, big difference. But I think what that does for us is just remind us of how easy it can be to get distracted by the big headline figures. So one of our main motivations for the Member Site Academy is because so much of what's out there about membership sites is overhyped, out of date, old school, sleazy internet marketing sort of stuff, where it's like, hey, you, yes, you sitting there in your pajamas, do you realize you can become a millionaire next week if you set up a membership site? All you have to do is pay me $1,000, follow my 30-minute long video course, and this will guarantee that you'll become a millionaire. Small print, guarantee is not actually guaranteed. If it doesn't happen, I don't care. You know, that, that's the sort of stuff we're kind of trying to be the antithesis of. We want to be the opposite of that kind of 
BS. I'll keep it clean there because I'm trying to avoid the explicit tag on iTunes. So because of that, we know that a lot of what's out there in terms of the hype for membership sites is really overinflated. And, you know, because of that, it can be easy to look at a launch where, say, if you're launching with, you know, 40, 50 people and think, but I'm not a millionaire yet. (laughs) And actually be quite hard on yourselves because other people who are, you know, either not getting the sort of figures they're talking about, which is a lot of it, a lot of what you see is just complete fabrication, or a lot of the big, big names who are doing massive launches, you know, multi-million dollar launches. You know, if you're just kind of sitting there, Joe Blogs, with a good idea, a nice little audience, a great membership site, and you launch with 10, 15, 20 people from your launch, and then you look at some of these big names who are making millions and judge yourself according to that. You know, that's something you really need to avoid because what you don't see is the fact that these guys have huge audiences, massive affiliate lists, huge advertising spends, and so on and so on and so on. So really, again, that's just a good reminder for us during this process and hopefully a reminder for you to be realistic about your expectations. And remember, with membership sites, it's not a sprint. You know, for a lot of people, when you're talking about product launches, the end result, the goal is that sale. Once you've sold your product, job's done. You know, you're on to the next thing. Where with a membership site, the relationship with your customer, with your member, starts from a sale. So it's a completely different kind of approach. It's a long burn approach. And the more members you get, the more your recurring revenue builds, the more momentum you pick up, the more word of mouth you have, the more confidence you gain in yourself as well when it comes to promoting and positioning your membership site. So big, big thing from that, purely because it happened to coincide with the launch of the Member Site Academy, is just be realistic about your launch figures because what you don't want to happen is for you to launch your site and then compare yourself to a totally unrealistic result somebody else has got where you're not actually getting the full story and then become disheartened and perhaps not put as much into the membership site as you need to to make it successful or even worse, give up on it. Consider yourself a failure where actually chances are you're probably doing a lot better than you realise you have done. So be realistic. Don't be overly critical of yourself. Don't compare yourself to these big, big headline players because they have so much else going on that helps them get those results that it just makes it unrealistic for you to compare yourself to that. So anyway, that's just a kind of little sideline that came about just because of the fact that we were doing this product launch. But going back to the week or so before launching, so it's already quite a heavy schedule. We've got the 30-day challenge, which we're still creating, we were still creating that up until a few days before it was finished because all of the entries were becoming so in-depth. We were creating checklists, resources, all that sort of stuff. So we had that going on. We had our client project, which was totally unexpected going on. So to make matters worse, our final week was a little bit of a nightmare. So even though we launched on a specific day, so we scheduled the public launch to follow on from the 30-day challenge ending, we did two things before that. First of all, we opened for an early access weekend for our waitlist 
So we'd had a waiting list that we'd been directing people towards when we'd been talking about the academy in the, the weeks and the months leading up to it. And we wanted to reward those guys for being on there. So we did an early access weekend where we let our waitlist members sign up four days before the public launch. So obviously that brought our deadline ahead a little. Before that, we also wanted to do a beta test. So even though we are techies, we know all this sort of stuff, and you know we didn't need to have as big a beta test or as long a beta test as a non-techie team would because we do site testing for our clients, so we know what to look for ourselves. But despite that, we still did a beta test because it's an extremely valuable thing to do. And it's a great job that we did too because there was actually one or two things that popped up in the days before we opened up for the early access weekend. There were a few things popped up as a result of our beta test that required our attention. Bugs in the account management, password reset side of things. So no matter how techy you are, make sure that you actually don't skip your beta testing because not only can it turn out uh, some good feedback on any techie problems, any bugs, but it's also an invaluable way of making sure that your site is easy to navigate, easy to understand, everyone can find what they want to find and all of that sort of stuff. Another great side of it is that you can get testimonials from the people you have in doing the beta testing. We actually got a really great testimonial from one of those clients. We had lots of positive feedback and positive comments, but this one client in particular wrote us a lovely testimonial that was actually perfect for using as part of our communication to our list to demonstrate that what is actually behind the scenes is worthwhile, it's useful, that people are enjoying what they're seeing. So this was great and we actually worked that into our pre-launch email sequence as well. So that's a definite big benefit of running a beta test. So again, on the back of lessons learned, number one, give yourself double the time you think it's going to take to create content. Number two, expect the unexpected. So obviously we were not expecting to have this big client project on side. And even though we'd laid plans for having a totally free period of time in which we could focus on the academy, something came up that we simply couldn't prepare for and we had to put our focus on. So number two, in terms of lessons from this launch for this episode, expect the unexpected. Number three, don't skip on the beta test no matter what because it is an extremely valuable part of your pre-launch. And our fourth lesson would be invest in tech support even if it's just for the launch. So a lot of our listeners, blog readers, and our member site academy members are doing it themselves when it comes to actually creating their membership site. So they're not employing web developers to actually do this for them. Now, that's perfectly valid. It's perfectly okay. And actually, we provide courses for the different plugins that help you do just that. But even if you're doing that, even if your budget is low, make the investment in having tech support on standby for your launch period. So whether it's a 48 hour window or just a one week window where you make an arrangement with a developer or several developers for them to be available on short notice to help you if any major problems come up. And that is such an important thing that you should be doing because you know we're techies, we're developers and we had problems. We had some major problems in terms of the software actually the night before the early access launch where one of the various bits and pieces that 
power the back end of the Memosite Academy started throwing out bugs and it had a domino effect on all the different systems that we're using. So I was up until about 4.30 a.m. working on last minute technical fixes for these bugs that were coming up. And I'm a developer, I'm a techie. If that happens to you, and you don't have a resource around to help you on the technical side of things, if the you-know-what hits the fan, then that's going to lead to launch delays, which is going to totally halt your momentum, and it's going to really hamper that user trust that you're kind of relying on when it comes to actually generating signups. So invest in having a backup plan, in having someone available to help you out if things hit the fan when it comes to the tech side of your site. So that's definitely, definitely a big takeaway from us because, you know, if we're having to do all night as working on tech stuff and we are developers, then what's going to happen if the worst happens for you? And speaking of technical problems, what I'm talking about here relates to your website, but we had just to kind of pile on. So we've already got a hectic week. Then we have all sorts of techie problems when it comes to actually the website itself. But on top of that, at the 11th hour, as we were wrapping up some of the courses that we've been working on, we had a major technical meltdown with our video recordings. So we've been using ScreenFlow to record uh, screencast training videos on our Macs. And Kali had actually recorded, there were two courses that she was in the process of editing. So it was all recorded. These were several hours of recordings that were then being edited down into the courses. And literally the day before we were set to open the doors to our waiting list, for some reason, all of those recording projects, all those recording files corrupted. So hours and hours of recordings of courses that were ready, that were done, that just needed to be editing down, were lost and could not be retrieved. So for that, I think the problem is with that, you tend to assume that they'll be okay. You know, that once they're recorded, it's in the bag, you just need to chop it up, edit it, and you'll be fine. Not the case. So that emphasizes how important it is to back everything up. And we actually think the problem is because the recordings were originally saved in Dropbox and then they moved out of Dropbox onto the local hard drive. And for some reason that led to things being corrupted. But whatever you do, that just highlights because actually Kali ended up doing an all-nighter, as in a literal all-nighter. I managed to get to bed. I was doing the technical problems on the website, so I managed to get some sleep at around about 4.35 a.m. Kali didn't. Kali was re-recording these courses. So... Back up, back up, back up, back up, whatever you do. And that was definitely a, a slip on our part because of the fact that obviously it was such a hectic build up to the launch. <laughs> We've already got, there's already plenty to do when it comes to putting your membership site together. Throw in a big second project launch that you've got to do. Throw in technical website problems. Throw in extra work going into the 30 day challenge and then have the courses corrupt as well nightmare scenario but we rallied everything got done everything got wrapped up and we opened our doors to our early access weekend which went really well and that enabled us to actually get some momentum on the forum get discussions going have members introducing themselves starting off their progress logs their accountability logs 
you know, so it gave us that initial momentum. And also it meant that we weren't just going from zero to 60. So initially it was myself and Callie obviously testing the site, using the site as we were developing it, putting it all together. Then we invited a few more people in to do the beta testing. So we're increasing the people on there. We're getting a better idea for how people are using it. It's easier to get feedback and so on. Then we do the early access weekend. So we're letting in again, a few more people from our early access weekend. So we're scaling it up and scaling it up. So by the time we come to launch, we've had people in there using the site. We've had invaluable feedback that enables us to make tweaks or fixes or minor adjustments. Then we open the doors, there's already activity. We know that the systems are working. We know that everything's stable, that you know having a certain number of members online at one time doesn't cause problems. So again, that's why you should do beta testing. If you've got a wait list, a great idea to let those guys in early as a reward for being on the list but just gives you that way of scaling up to your launch rather than just going from zero to 60 and then discovering problems when you've opened your doors to the public. So we're going to end things there for this uh, part of the launch diary. In the next one, which is probably going to be the final one, I'm going to talk about the launch itself and the first few weeks of the Membersite Academy's life, uh, how we got on. So you know, we did our very first live training session. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll talk about the sort of onboarding strategy and the actual launch strategies that we were using uh, to attract in members as well, as well as any of the lessons learned and any of the tips and insights that have come from the launch of the Membersite Academy. And of course, if you want to check out the Membersite Academy itself, head on over to membersiteacademy.com. It really is the place to be for whatever stage you're at with your membership site. So we've got a great course library with courses on everything from coming up with your initial idea, researching it, refining it, validating it, and turning it into a plan, all the way through to specific walkthrough courses for individual different membership plugins. We've got courses on what sort of technical stuff you need, so all the different systems that you need to put in place for your membership site. We've got ones on marketing, so content marketing, uh, sales funnels, marketing automation, Facebook adverts, all that sort of stuff, plus live training sessions, mastermind calls, member feedback sessions. We've got member-only uh, plugins, we've got member-only discounts, perks, resources, as well as our community where we've got discussion going on, advice, tips, support, encouragement, feedback, whatever else you want from an active community of membership site owners. And of course, myself and Callie in there providing advice and support uh, directly to people as well. So if you haven't checked it out already, get to membersiteacademy.com. Definitely where you want to be if you've got a membership site. And I'll be back again very soon with the next and final installment of the Membersite Academy Launch Diary, as well as future podcasts providing tips and advice for membership site owners. One big thing, just as a final thing actually on this podcast, is perhaps the biggest surprise for us when it comes to actually what has worked in terms of attracting members, is we got quite a few members that came directly from this podcast. So if anything, you're going to be hearing a little bit more from me because obviously the podcast itself is working. You guys are enjoying it. We've had some fantastic reviews 
on iTunes. Uh, if you're loving the podcast, please do leave us a review on iTunes too. I'm going to wrap that up now because I waffled on far too long, but I'll be back again very soon with the next episode of the Membership Guys podcast.